Hello, and welcome back to the Pallet Plug Podcast with your hosts, Kyle and Corey. What's going on, guys? Today we have Jahan over at DSJ Pallet and Lumber uh, down in Decatur, Georgia. And he's a pallet business owner, so we're looking to ask him questions about how he got started, maybe just some tips that he might have to share with people. Uh, I know that he likes to talk, as do we, so we're looking forward to (laughs) hearing what you got to say. Fuzu, would you mind just kind of giving us a little introduction, who you are, how you got started? So, long story short, uh, my family, my in-laws own a pallet business, right? Okay. It's like a long time ago. This is when I met my wife, and this is like, look, maybe 18, 20 years ago. And then I joined the Army. Like, I was like 20, 21, I was like, I want to join the Army. And we were new, newly married. I joined the army. I got a couple of deployments, and then uh, I don't know. The things were weird because I got injured in my first deployment, and it was like, "Oh, get out! Come work with us. Do this." And I was like, "No, y'all are not gonna write my paycheck," you know. And then I was like, "I was like, what, twenty two, twenty three, right?" Okay. So, and fast forward, I stayed in. I was in pole like 10 years, right? So when you hit the 10-year lo- timeline, so when, when you do less than like your last contract, which combines to, like you into your 10 years, let's say you got a four-year contract, 10-year contract, the four-year, seven-year, you did seven years or whatever, and then now you want to sign a contract. That means your next contract will enter, end of your next contract, enter the year, 10 years, and then two months. So that's a contract you got to sign. They call it indefinite. So that means you belong to Uncle Sam till you're like dead, retire, like, you know, or physically just not capable of doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And and I was I was like, I was in like nine and something. So I had to do my last contract. Right. So. And I was like, do I want to do this? Do I don't want to do this? I just left. I just my time came up and I left and then. Moved to Georgia, plan to start the school, and then I start the school, continue school because I had some credits or whatever. And then I was getting my I was getting my bachelor, and I was buying and selling equipment. Okay, like what kind of equipment? Forklift, trailer, okay, uh, bobcats and stuff like that. Heavy equipment, like gotcha. not really real heavy equipment, but just like some kind of equipment. And which was really good. Like, we made good money. And my in-laws do recycling. So they had a bunch of stuff. Like, if you do real recycling, you get a bunch of, like, stuff that, like, companies be like, we don't need it. I was like, I used to make, yeah, man, like, crazy stuff that you literally can make money. (laughs) Because the companies, like, you know, there's an OSHA regulation and then this regulation, that regulation. So other companies... They have a specific regulation mm-hmm. coming from insurance, coming from the county, coming from state, coming from OSHA. So they can't use all the equipment or tools. Mm. So they get rid of tons of stuff and it's a tax write off. Mm-hmm. You know how it's like you buy a machine for 10 years, you buy a machine for $100,000, for example, right? So it's good for 10 years. So every, every year you can, they say this machine, is good for 10 years. So every year, what you do at the end of the year, you write off $10,000. Mm-hmm. 
then you hit the rear nine. You can either sell it or you can get rid of it. Smart people will get rid of it. People who want to make a lot of extra, a little bit extra money, they think they're smarter than everybody else, which they aren't. They will sell it because when you sell it, you got to go back and then you got to you got to count that fifty thousand dollars or let's say it's hundred thousand dollars. You deduct it ten thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Now you sell for fifty or thirty. Now you got to count that as a revenue and then go back to your taxes. It's just just nonsense. So most companies get rid of, right? Older equipment or, or even brand new equipment just affect it. Or just something that's wrong. So I start doing that. I did that for a while. And it was like 2018, 17. Toys R Us was closing down. The Toys R Us stores were closing down like everywhere. Yeah. So they start shutting down yeah. Toys R Us. And then, yeah. And then we went to a couple of stores and bought some stuff like shelving. And then they had like electric forklifts and whatever. And then they had one of their main warehouses down here in Georgia. Oh, is in yeah. McDonald, Georgia. It's like what, like 30, 40 minutes from my place. Okay. So, my in laws, my dad, we call him my father, not call him my dad. So, he's my father in law. So, let's get it clear. His name is Dave. <laughs> so, he got, he got all the cardboards and all the cardboards and they had stock loads of cardboards and they had some yeah. pallets. And then we went there and I realized they got like tons of equipment. This name. Brand new, like paper sticker on it. Like, so they had like all most equipments were like uh conveyor parts, like all the conveyor belts, conveyor torques machines, electric motors, uh, com- conveyor gearboxes, like from half horsepower, like to 30 horsepower. Hmm. Uh, to, to the lowest, like when I, when I said 30 40 horsepower electric motor, that's a huge motor, mm-hmm. it's like. Hey, it's like yeah, some four click quadrator or four click can't even pick it up. When they had like lots of these, hmm, they were brand new, and then that's why I learned my lesson. So their inventory guys were messed up. So that's how they lost money. I mean, one of the reasons they went down. So it's a good, it's a good thing for everybody else to learn when when it comes to buy and sell and stuff. So when you buy something, you gotta know don't buy too little, don't buy too much. You're gonna find that sweetest spot because when you buy too little, you don't make money, or you always add something. You're always add a nail. You're always add a staple. I don't know. You're always add something, or you buy too much, which you lose money. Mm-hmm. Lumber and stuff, it might be different, but the equipments they always get old. I mean, you might be like, oh, it's electric motor. You're not gonna get that. But always the newer model comes out, which is more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. So they had thousands and. Uh, they had like key cockloads full of gearbox and electric motors, brand new. Never. What were they? They were just motors. You're saying like they so, weren't like electric. So they, the, you know how their warehouse. The, the thing is, one one other mistakes they did, which is good for everybody else to learn, even in power business. Mm-hmm. They didn't evolve as every other other business. Like you know how mm-hmm. even Walmart evolved. What everybody changed. Like yeah. when the e-commerce come when the e-commerce was in a game. Everybody was just kind of scared. Like Target jumped in the game, Mason jumped in the game. Everybody was like, "Hey, you got to change it." So they changed their warehouses. If you will go to the warehouse of Toys R Us, this again, these are all my personal opinion. So this yeah. is my experience. Everybody yeah. might take it from me, right? So yeah, yeah, this is this is what I'm saying. You know, it's a disclaimer. You know, what you buy, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy yeah. 
Like, it might fix your headache, but it might give you a heart that you die. So we don't know. Right. Right. So, so their warehouses were advanced, but they weren't as, as advanced as to keep up with the market. Right. That was one of their problems. Mm-hmm. So these gearboxes and the stuff, it was, it was the part, this was one of their main hubs. So it's, if something goes wrong with another warehouse, they will ship it out from this warehouse. Oh, okay. that was their main goal. Gotcha. So we bought thousands of those, like probably, probably more than two, two only two trailer gearboxes and stuff. <laughs> rollers. It was trailers and trailers and stuff. And then I'll put them all in the trailer. And then I'm like, I'm going to do with it. I hope you bleep all this. So I'm like, now, now me. I was telling Corey, I was like, this is going to be like, the first podcast. I'll curse you. I was it. like, yeah, well, I, the first you got to be like PG-21. Yeah. I was like, what the uh, fuck? You know, up? It's, it's all cultural stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell I got to do with all this? So, and we were going, I was going out of the country just for, for a second time, right? And for vacation, what the hell they call it? And I've got a little warehouse, a little clip. You brought the trucks there, fill up the warehouse with this shit. Now I like really a plan. I don't know what I'm doing, right? But now I'm, I don't want to do pallet either. Because if I do pallet, it's like kind of, kind of I don't want to work with my family. But at the same time, if I do it, it's like I'm kidding with them like 20 minutes down the road. It just don't make yeah. sense. <laughs> and that's the kind of like the equipment since I was a kid. Because, like, if you're a little kid, it's fun. I mean, there's good money in it. And then it's just fun. You'll learn something new. Mm-hmm. So I came back. When I came back after the trip, I started just spreading them out, selling them on eBay. And then at the same time, I was doing buying a forklift here, buying a forklift there, buying a little cheaper, anything I can find. Anything okay. I can put my hand on, I will buy it and then clean it up and sell it. Gotcha. So, but mostly like like equipment based things, like warehouse. Yeah, yeah, nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing, 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 nothing like. Nothing pilot related. Gotcha. Then, and then, say John Charles would buy like cracker trailers, used ones, going to auction for high oh. people. Okay. They will get so again some big companies they get rid of, they get rid of their driving. So I got a little contract with a couple of companies. After every two years, three years, one year, whenever they retire any driving, so I buy and refurbish and sell. Nice. So at one point, I bought a couple of trailers. Look at this, and then. Somehow, I brought one load of lumber from my in-laws place to my place. Mm-hmm. And it was all bolts, like shitty bolts. Like that, not shitty, it was like odd size, you know, leftovers, you know. One bundle had like 36 and stuff, like mixed bundles, right? Mm-hmm. They were new, but mixed bundles. The broken, broken string is that they won't go through the notcher and just break. That's it. So I brought a straight trailer of those. I don't know. I had like no plan what to do with it. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm gonna sell, right? And then like, and no, I didn't know this at the time. So listen to this. This time, the hottest thing out there is Craigslist. Craigslist mm-hmm. is a hotter okay. shit out there. Yeah. So like, you want to find a date? You go to Craigslist. You want to share? <laughs> yeah, you can get anything <laughs> on there. Right? This before <laughs> shut it down and goes all. Yeah, yeah. So, so now you go to Craigslist, is all creepy stuff, right? It's like a dog whip. So, <laughs> so I'll put everything I buy, I'll put it in eBay or Craigslist. But now I'll get freaking Like, where the hell am I going to put this? You know? And then in Craigslist, you're not going to see a pallet guy who comes by a whole truckload of pallets. Like, yeah. Pallet 
cars. I mean, it's even back then, right? It was mostly like cars and then again, we'll date someone or just, I don't know, I'm going to, I've got a little dog or somebody that adopted it. So it wasn't it. Yeah. So random weird stuff. These trailers, exactly, wasn't pregnant. Mm-hmm. I got a call from the guy and he said, I want a couple of trailers. At the time, I like six or seven trailers. So he shows up. Looks at the trailer. He said, "Hey man, I don't. I'm, I mean, I want a pallet company. Listen to, this. yeah, I love a pallet company. And then I need a couple of trailers of my own. So he needs the power only from other people. So he don't want to use this tractor. to only use trailers. It's just pretty small. The game for pallet people. Hey, get a couple of nice trailers, clean them up. Just have somebody paying fifteen hundred dollars to move your loads. That way you don't have to deal with truck breaking down. Just do power only. And there's plenty of truck drivers that will love to do that." Right, so you don't have to do like I don't know thousand dollar insurance, and then you get a blow up on the side of the road, and then pay five hundred dollars. You don't have to deal with none of that. So I was like, okay, cool. So I show him the trailers. Trailer, trailers were as a, a, a truck yard. So I show him, came to the office at the warehouse, my warehouse, and then we were riding the bill cell. I was like, hey, blah blah blah. I'm gonna get you the uh, uh, titles and everything. So he wrote me a check, and then I was like, let me show you something. I was like, sure. So I took him to the back and said, like, oh, man, you got all this lumber here. That was like a whole truckload. It was like three. Right? It wasn't all of them. But like, I don't know where you walk somewhere buying a trailer and they got lumber back there. You know, we just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind the of caught him like, off guard. Yeah. The guy was like, okay. And then I said, you know, like two days later, he texted me. He's like, would you sell them to me? Oh, my God, I'm selling them to you. So I sold him the lumber, right? There wasn't like scrap a scrap. It was like the leftovers again. So you had full, you had all kinds of shit. And then I felt like, oh, maybe I want to sell lumbers. You know, on the side of what I did. I said, mm-hmm. sell lumber. So I pulled up the side of the warehouse. I sell lumber. And then in the beginning, I wouldn't even stack them. I would just line them up, you know, like the, like the, like the stuff comes in home in the Walmart. They just line up everything. So I just line them up there. And I was like, hey, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. And then after a while, somehow through a truck driver, I found a customer. By truck drivers that you knew found customers for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. that's, a, that's a good thing. So if you find a truck driver, let's say you find a truck driver, right? right. And he picks a two level of eight for you, right? Maybe a wallow. Because he goes to this specific, specific look. I've got a couple of truck drivers that I know. Like they go to, like, let's say they go, they go to Macon, Georgia from Atlanta, right? So they go once a week. So they already got a load that's set to be picked up from Macon, Georgia, bring to Atlanta. They're leaving Atlanta. So, for, for you know, I don't want to go around there empty. Well, I got a customer in Macon. So I kind of find those people. And then how you do it, first you go through the broker. Brokers are the key. You start with the broker, you need them. The broker finds you a couple of drivers. Driver comes there, you be nice to a driver, offer him a drink, offer him a cigar, something. Like, be nice to people. You know, he was like, a freight hey. broker, to specify. Yeah. You're referring to a yeah. freight broker. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a pal broker. And then... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then you, you, and, then, and then you be nice to people, and then they'd be like, you'd be like, hey, man, like, what you go up there? He's like, hey, I got a load that's set to be picked up from Macon every Monday, for example. Mm-hmm. Literally happened to me. And then and they'd be like, oh, I, I got a load every other week to Macon. Boom, you got yourself a driver, right? And that'd be the cheapest rate you will ever get because he will be empty. So he just knows he always has to, right? And you'll be fair with them. So now that goes a little bit higher. I mean, you got to make sure you both make money. 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you save money. At the end of the day, you will save money. Because by the law, freight brokers have to make, not the law, their, their little thing, they have to make 14%, which is like crap. It's not 14%. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. They, they say, like many of them to talk, we're like, we might make 14%, but no. So it's very more than f- And then, <laughs> so, and freight prices changes daily. Anyway, so one of the first, first, first customer I got, I got through one of the truck drivers hmm. who was moving me, who was moving like some equipment stuff for me, right? And then oh, he calls okay. me up. Yeah, he's not was like, he wouldn't think, he's like, hey man, you got all that lumber. I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I got a customer. He's need. Like, I was like, hell yeah. And this was all around like beginning of the uh, fall, right? Mm-hmm. I have like zero employees. I'm like, okay. So it connects me to the guy. Pay him hundred dollar low, and this when the pal, this when the B pals are like four bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like four bucks is like competitive market, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then what I did, I got a next door neighbor. This is like no joke. I got a next door neighbor who they they fix and sell commercial lawnmowers, right? Oh, okay. They go to the house, yeah. Yeah, not many people do. Not many people know such a thing exists. But imagine, like, all the people cut your grass where they fix their stuff, right? Right. So they got a big warehouse. They got a couple employees, but as the fall comes, they get snow, and their employees don't have a job. I always talk to the guy. I'm like, can I borrow one of your guys for this winter, like fall and winter? She's like, yeah, sure. I was like, you tell me which one. But that way, he's the boss, so he knows who's the best guy out there. If you're yeah. friends with him, he's not going to screw you because later on, you're going to come back to him and be like, hey, man, you gave me your worst apple, right? <laughs> so he gave me, yeah. he gave me, he gave me the guy. He told me, go to this guy. The guy named Juan. So I brought him in and then I didn't know what the hell I'm doing. So I built myself a turning table, blue pallets. Mm-hmm. So I went to my father-in-law's place and I see all this stuff. But they're very advanced. They're like freaking 20 years ahead of me. Yeah, right? Sir. And then I ask question, and then it's just I'm all over the place. So this guy comes in, and we start making pallets from those scrap boards. Hmm. From the same load that I sold him, I bring on our load, and I stash yeah. all the scrap boards. Like, bring the scrap board, building pallets, building B pallets, and then sell lumber, and then bring bread lumber. And then I was like, I'm going to do new lumber. And then for a minute, I bought like four pallets or whatever, which like one topic I really hate. I know many people didn't make money off of it, but for me, it's just like, when I see it, I just, I mean, your body starts shaking for some reason. <laughs> Coerce? You know, like, yeah, man, <laughs> for some reason, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, and after that is the story. And then just add more people and bought a couple of machines and then got a couple of accounts. And then Facebook market become a thing. I put stuff mm-hmm. in Facebook market. And then I did some like door to door marketing, but just painting a hat. Or to the market and it's like, I don't know, still works. Don't get me wrong, yes. but yeah, that's not that's not only that shouldn't be your only place to go. For me, no, like no. Hey, I mean that's exactly the purpose of the pallet plug. You know, it's yeah, meant it's like, to be exactly. <laughs> an additional resource for marketing. Yeah, no, and good, good. No, you go ahead. No, it's not. Uh, I was just gonna that. say it's it's cool to hear how your story evolved. How it was like you. I mean, one from starting in the army and then going into 
flipping things and finding things to be able to buy and sell. Now, like, were you just kind of cleaning them up or are you like mechanically inclined to where you buy Simple stuff. Like you buy, you buy, you buy. So the most messed up thing is like, is all the holes are messed up. Holes being out there under the sun. So you will change them. It, it, gotcha. it sounds like, it sounds like you spend a lot of money, but it makes them look nice. You know, mm-hmm. and you just take the holes off, basically go to the shop, have them built, put them back, do a whole change, change your spark plugs, you know, and go out there and just freaking change the whole motor. No, you know, yeah, I got you do you. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Just make it yeah. workable, make it better than what it was, you know, a little gotcha. bit at least. Gotcha. Because if you want to go that deep in it, you, you're just going to be professional, first of all, and then just it's not worth it. I mean, I'm yeah. not a professional. I'm not gonna hire a guy paying seventy five bucks an hour to fix this. Shit. So that's not me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you were in it for no. the for the quick yeah. flip. Yeah. But how much? How much did your like in laws influence like what you do to this day? Or was like, did you a ask lot. them for help or yeah. guidance? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. I have, I asked for guidance from anybody. Fair enough. Like, yeah. see, see, I always as much as it might not look like all. Uh, I would say I always try to be the dumbest guy in the room. Yeah, I agree. No, you don't. You don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, I mentioned the sound. 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 I sound so cocky sometimes. Sorry for the language. No, but, that's, that's oh, yeah. Sure. After you said <laughs> the f word <laughs> multiple say, times, I, I have to say it before that. Yeah, but yeah. but I don't. I don't want to do that. But I might come out like that, but I'm like always open to learn from somebody. Some, yeah. At least I'm trying, you know. Don't yeah. go ask like I ask like dumb questions, not even smart questions. Like some of the stuff you don't know, and then the, I, like the more the more you know that you learn that you know less. That's the tricky part. Like you get to this high, you feel like um, shit, I know everything. And somebody tells you something simple, you be like Jesus Christ, and you jump on a Google, and there's no answer in the Google. Like, what? Yeah. Now, what you gotta do? You gotta go ask people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I actually I have this quote, quote, quote written down that's like right behind my computer. And it says, the more you learn about something, the more you realize how much there is to learn about something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's very much just like the, I mean, it's self explanatory. I, 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 yeah. And it's, it's just like, 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 like NASA, right? NASA comes this year to be like, it's on the forest star. It's like, I don't know, 300 million years, light years. Two months later, it'd be like, no, it's on another one. It's always like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and even with, with this industry and this business, like, it's it's not complicated, but there's so many different ways to go about it and ways to kind of, like, make it tailored to yourself and your life exactly. and the way that you operate that I think that, that's kind of the the biggest thing to like meeting people and to talking to people. It's like, you'll talk to somebody who does something that you've never done. Like you don't like cores, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, it's not like I don't like him. I rather <laughs> not mess with him. I can't gotcha. explain it. You know, I love cores. Yeah. See, I can't, I can't talk about all day why I don't like it. You know? <laughs> well, I like them because I pick them up for free and then I turn around and sell them to everybody else for two, three dollars. Everybody's happy when the prices when the prices hit high, and they were selling bees for like thirteen dollars. I had guys come to my place almost every day, take home fees five dollars. Wow, 
Okay. Yeah, they were like call me, pallet pickers. That's all they do. I would rake the funeral and just go around town, pick up oh. pallets. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so because you, well, the time coals were like seven dollars. Yeah. Dollar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so imagine you, you go around the town. You go from this side to this side. All you do is a tank of diesel. Max, you're not gonna burn a whole tank of diesel. There's no way. You go around Atlanta and you just met the people. I mean, Corey knows it better. You go there, you be nice to them. Keep the, they keep their clothes, they keep them inside, you know. Once in a while, in the morning, you go to Dunkin' Donuts or find something cheaper, probably. Dunkin' Donuts is expensive. You find something local. You buy, you, you know, you buy, you buy a couple dozen donuts to the same place that you go every morning. You just knock the door, you have them donuts, you talk to them for five minutes, and then your clothes are secure for everything. But that's time consuming. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't like that whole wall of selling, or picking up and selling them. Gotcha. Because, it's depending on your location too. If it's, you're in, you're in a bigger town, it's just like, oh man, it's, it's, it's bad out there. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. And every, and I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't. No offense, but I tell this before I say, it. no offense, but talent business is pretty brutal, mm-hmm. and people can get really nasty. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely not. Yeah. yeah no, it's not like the nicest industry. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. be like. So like lawyers and stuff, they're like small and fancy and nasty, but our like industry is just like freaking straight up nasty. Just you know, straight, not, yeah. not disrespect to anybody, but it's, it's the way it is. It's yeah, flat well, it just goes up and down. They don't make money off of teen air. The margins are small. Competition yep. is high. So there's many factors, you know. Which it's I it's I mean it's not necessarily the most comparable thing to like a, a chef you know in a kitchen but at like a kitchen or a restaurant it's like kind of the same thing small margin yeah. they're they're usually pretty angry you know but it's also like there's passion behind it and it's interesting because it's like it's wooden nails but still like you meet the owners of these businesses like yourself and like you you give a shit about your products and the quality of the things that you're putting out and the people that you're dealing with and I know one of the things that we talked about on the phone too was like how you care about the people who work for you, you know. And I know and this it's... sounds, and I know Go this ahead. sounds hard. I know this sounds like one of those like fancy stuff nowadays. That everybody say, "Oh, care about people," you know, go hug a tree, you know, do all. The... I'm not saying that to be cool. But the realist, you gotta look at it this way. Let's say you got five employees, right? Mm-hmm. Your average employee got an older mom, older dad, kids, and husband and wife or whatever. Right, because we do, we do use female employees too. Many power companies know I don't care. I mean, you got a machine; machine makes everything easier. So why not use a female employee? And how freaking love them! They on time. They don't fight. They don't come to work smelling like alcohol. They don't get high. You know, <laughs> like they keep shit clean. I love them. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather pay them more than a guy. Just I have to fight with them every day. You know. <laughs> Because he's freaking late every day. Because every day he's either his battery is dead or his car got a flat. Like this, yeah. But on time, they're on time. They're respectful. They nice. Keep it. They they keep the break room clean. Like what the hell are you? What else you? Right. Everything's clean. Everything's on point. And then you're like, what else you? So the reason is all these people put it put a bread on their table. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at it this way. Like everybody gotta win. Let me tell you a little example. Like, I don't know if I told you or not before. Imagine you got a kid. Like, you play football, soccer, I don't even bother with your kid. 
Mm-hmm. You get an electric peak wind once in a while. Yes, you did. Yeah. It's not peak belly wind. The kid would be like, screw you, man. I'm not going to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Oh, same thing yeah. with dogs, you know? With dogs, anything. Anything. You got to let them win. You got to let them yeah. Same thing with your employees. So you got to make enough money, decent money in a decent environment. I'm not saying perfect. I'm not saying it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. No. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So they can take a bread to their table. They can send money back home. They can send money to another state. They can take care of their family. So at least they have a peace of mind when the guy is up there working on your notching machine, building pallets, slicing, working on the resaw, chops, or what the hell are you doing? I mean, sweeping the floor. His head is there. You don't need the guy whose head is at home because his kid is sick. And he can't buy the medication or because his kid is sick. And he told me, he told you, hey, man, my kid is sick. So I need to bring me late two hours. So take him to his appointment. You're like, no, man, screw that. I'll go over. Mm-hmm. That could be like, I mean, yeah, it might too, but after a while, it just becomes old and boring. So you got to take care of your people. And sometimes you got to go out of your way to take care of your people. And it is what it is. Sometimes you're going to lose a little bit of money to take care of your good people. Not everybody. You're running a business. You got to remember this. At the end of the day, you got to make money. If you don't make money, I mean, it's not a charity. But at the same time, you got to take care of your people. I mean, that's how I look at it. People look at it differently, but that's how I look at it. I mean, I completely agree with you. I think that it's super value to, valuable to value people that you work with. Even, like, obviously your employees, because they're the ones who are keeping everything running. Yeah. But then it goes back to your customers too, you know, like if you just look at it as a dollar value at the end of the day, it's like the, those people aren't going to stick around. But if you yeah. build relationships and you focus on actually being a human being and like trying to yeah. have the human experience, I, I think that it, it pays dividends. And also it's like, don't you want to be able to sleep at the end of the night? Like knowing that you've not screwed people over along the way, you know, like I, I, I don't know, because I've worked for some bosses you know i've worked for some some decent ones if you guys ever see this just you don't want to hear a story so plenty of different odd jobs right mm-hmm. work for a taxi service company uh first job i had i sold like candies on the side of the road as a kid because no, in different countries a little bit different now you made a little bit of money summertime it wasn't like here you know you had like no playstation all that so they would kick it out You'll go out there, you get like a banana boxes, you know, fill them up with the candies and then just mm-hmm. go in the side, inside of the town. They don't have many stores and just sell, sell candies to other kids who play outside the road. So I did all that. So one of the jobs I had, for example, I was cutting fruits at the Kroger. You know, that's like shiny boxes, like watermelon and pineapple and shit. I used to cut that back in a back fridge. And that's a dog place, man. It's like 35 degrees and then... <laughs> I mean, you get a pineapple and you got to wash the pineapple. Why the fuck you wash the pineapple? <laughs> you wash it, you wash it nice and skin it off, put it in there, keep it on. I had a horrible boss and I had two jobs at the time. I was, this, this was before I joined the army. I was working in a cabinet company. And maybe, maybe this all started when, from when I worked in a cabinet company. Now I worked in yeah. this cabinet company was a family friend and they had like 130 employees. Right, they had all the tender employees, and they were like the biggest cabinet manufacturer in the southeast. Interesting. Wow. And then some small. No, 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 no. It was it was like 
everything was like on point. It was beautiful. Like up to this day, my sense is one day my operation be as nice as that operation. Nice. It was beautiful, right? Everything was in order. And I worked there. I loved working there. It was just, to me, it was just great. I know they did. And we talk about cabinet. Everybody thinks it's a kitchen cabinet. No. Like, you go to the hospital. The hospital, I got like a thousand rooms. Like, where the hell are all the cabinet times? It's not like a dude gotcha. picking out a box truck. You're like, I'm going to go to IT. I just get cabinets for hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know? Schools. Schools, hospital, government offices. Gotcha. Okay. You know, all these, all these big ass multi-million dollar project that government has. Yeah. So that's all they did. And the buildings from scratch. All wow. would come in. Everything. So the everything would come in. It was plywood, glue, and laminate. And nails and stuff or whatever. But they didn't even use much nails. They had a press machine or whatever. They would press them together and put glues and then notch them and then just put the cabinets together. Oh, wow. Take them up there and install them. So a big project. So maybe it's all started from there, back of my head. You know, unconsciously, I didn't know. And then I just kind of feel like, oh, this is cool. I just left and I joined on with 10 years, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just came back. Maybe that's where it started. But at the same time, when I was at that Kroger, I was, I, that was my second job, man. I got, it was my first job at, at that cabinet company. And after three months, I got a raise. After six months, I got promotion. Month eight in that job, called my boss on a Kroger one evening. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to come to the work. That's it. Just like that. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'll get that. Why? Because it was a hell. You know, they'll yeah. treat you like, I, I know money makes you happy. I mean, people, keep, people be a contract killer and money. So let's, <laughs> let's say jobs for money. So money's good. Let's just yeah. get that out of the way. But it has to be a balance. Yeah. You know, you get, I mean, you can be a like your work environment can be here, money be here. Be like, okay, work environment. Like, working, like work environment is kind of rough. The money is here. Yeah. Even yes. But it's, when it's too far apart, you can't do it. Like yeah. People who make shit ton of money in a stressful situation, they all go crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? People who just happy and lovey dovey don't make money, they end up broke. Mm. Yeah. Know that. Yeah. You want balance. You want to balance. You want the same yeah. thing for your employee. You got to put yourself in the shoes of your employee. Be like, hey, you got to rent. You got to take care of family. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. No, I, I think it's super important, honestly, because I mean, I even have a, a, a buddy who's like kind of struggling with that, you know, where it's like the balance of, of work and enjoyment. And it's like, is it the area you live in? Is it the work that you're doing? Is it the money that you're making? Is it the things that you're doing with your free time? You know, it's like uh, money definitely plays a factor in that. But I think that the point that you're making is just more so like being understanding of the fact that like it's not it's not just work, you know, like it's it's those those are real people with real lives who need to actually have that recognized in order to continue to show up for you. And continue to contribute to what you do, you're doing. Same time, you want your guys know the importance of the job. Because I see this Point. in talent business. So you got maybe three types. I'm just going to narrow it down to two, right? You got these people who are saying, let's talent, this high, holy job. Like God, God, Jesus Christ himself. 
like what I do is like, you know, you talk to them, you talk me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm like, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, no, come on, come down, right? And you got these people who think the path is just to make some money, make some quick money, and just go get high or buy a nice car. You want. Well, but I think yeah. again, fake money. Is it fake money? Yeah, we don't... again, again, you gotta understand the importance of your job. At the same time, you understand you're gonna make money. I, like sometimes we sell pallets to different companies. I tell people, I'm like, I tell my employees, I'm like, you know where this pallet goes? Goes to this place. They gotta put this on top of it, and this is gonna grow to the container. We all wanna. Go on a ship. You go all the way to the Euro. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't look at yourself like, hey, I'm putting, putting this piece of wood together with it now. We're going to put something in it on press, and they're going to explore it halfway across the world. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But you, at the same time, you don't want to get that get to your head. You too, hey, you ordered like, what a ship. No, you're not. You're like every other guy. <laughs> you know, so. So yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta, that's not that, I think that kind of helps your employee. You're like, oh my God, you know? I think that's also a good point. I, I feel like, like how often, I mean, if somebody's watching this and you happen to be an employee of, of a pallet business, like how much do you actually get included in what's going on? You know, I'm curious to hear what people have to say, because I think that that's a, a good point. Like how often does the owner actually make it a point to come out and say, exactly as you just did like this is what this is this is what this is being used for it's not just wooden nails being put together and being sold for a price it's like this is carrying precious cargo some something that also took a lot of time and energy to make whether it's a a generator or i mean food like there's many different things that basically go on a pallet everything goes on a pallet well everything goes on a pallet exactly (laughs) So there's a lot of value behind it. But to help your employees see that, I think, just continues to emphasize the point that you've been making of like making sure that they feel valuable and showing them that you see them as valuable. I think that's a point point everybody's missing. You know, Mm. I mean, again, this being told a million times, but nobody realizes it. I mean, after. I mean, you, you, you spend time with your employees more than spend time with your kids. It's just not a mistake when you look at it. You're like, yeah, I got to spend time with my, with my kids. Because my kids are my employees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they get to that age, you can do that. <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, you can still be at your shop more hours than being at home. Right. So you got to make it the way that everybody want to come in the morning. You know, ever because I know there's memes going around, and then they'd be like, "Oh, I'd rather have a raise than having a pizza party at work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the entire work environment, you will need this. So, I had a commander. I learned this from a commander. I had a commander back in what 2012, right? And I don't remember the name of the guy. So, I have in my face. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. So last Friday of every month. So in military, you get paid month. And you you can choose get paid by week, every other week or monthly. So mm-hmm. everybody choose ninety nine percent of the time every other week. So and usually, if you got a bank with like USA, USA, USAA and Navy Federal or a couple banks, 
they know you're a federal employee. So if you get paid, like let's say end of the month is a 30th and it's on Sunday, so you usually your money be on your account Friday morning. Mm -hmm. So most these Fridays, this is what we did. We chip in $3 ahead. Each person dropped $3. That's all. And we had our company at the time, we had like 150 people. So you chip in $3. Everybody comes in civilian. You work half a day. Office people work half a day. Everybody works half a day. Office people do their office work, like anything, any paperwork, like somebody's physical training is behind. You're, I don't know, you haven't, you haven't submitted some reports, and then somebody have a packet, they want to go on leave. Everything. You just get that straight. Everybody else, clean the area for an hour or two. And then, day before, the day before, what you did, you send the company XO, and then your platoon sergeant, we will go out, and then we would get supplies, like burgers, steak, whatever. And then you will bring it in and you cook it. And you could bring your families in. We have family days and blah, blah, blah. And many people don't like it. Many people talk shit about it. But what would you do? Everybody would get together, have a lunch, and go home early. And then you get your every weekend, every weekend you get your little uh, brief. They will call it safety brief. And they literally say, if it's not yours, don't touch it. That means somebody else's wife, husband, or money, or car. <laughs> don't drink and drive. You know, don't beat somebody. Don't beat your spouse. Now, normal. So it's, it's pretty big deal in army. So they let you go, and they'd be like, this is the time you spend with your family and get some money. Get, go, get, go get your meal paid, or you go grocery shopping, or something, whatever you got to do. So I'm not saying turn down your job half day. I'm just saying all this brings cohesion and teamwork. Because you're not gonna get to know your 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 other employee or your co-worker while there's noise and then you both work in the machine. I mean you talk to him and stuff, but the best time you get along, maybe at the lunchtime, you can talk to your other employee, your employees or your other friends or whatever for like 10, 15 minutes to get to know them. Mm -hmm. You know? Imagine 20 employees getting together. I know many businesses do this. They don't look at it this way. 20 employees getting around the grill and shooting shit for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And nobody on the face of earth can tell me that won't help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I used to work for um, Grubhub, actually. And like they would have uh, these gatherings in the office where they would just like supply beer and they would just have a little hangout um, happy hour where you were, where right. you were encouraged to go and just like have a beer and go and talk to somebody and yeah. start a conversation. And I, it, it, it was super helpful in being able to do exactly as you're saying, like get people to feel more comfortable with their, um, with their coworkers and to have conversations and not just kind of look at it. Like it's a job. You kind of build more of that family mentality though. I know that that's like toxic language these days. It's um, not. It's not. I don't, I don't think so. It is. That's where it comes. Because if you know my, if you know I got a kid and my kid is sick and being sick for past two months, if it's Monday morning and I come to work and I start oh, Tuesday morning, I don't say Monday because everybody for some reason hates me. They say I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most yeah. missed work day of the week. <laughs> now, I, 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 I would say just freaking just work every day seven days. For a while, I worked seven days a week. That was perfect. 
till my wife start complaining. I think it was perfect because you don't feel like every <laughs> day feels the same. So it doesn't matter Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You just come to work, do the same. Go home. So yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't have, you don't have Monday blues or Sunday evening blues or well, none of that. So you always <laughs> just come to work. So if it's Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, I'm I'm coming to work late and I'm sleeping, I'm pissed. You know, I got a kid who's sick. You already know it. I have to come to you to explain it. You're like, you're all right. Hey, my kid had a problem again. That's it. That's the end of the story. You know, simple stuff can be, I mean, simple problems can be fixed by people getting a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. And I know many people don't look at it that way, which if you got an employee that doesn't look at it that way, send him home. I'm sorry. I will send him home. If I got, if I got anybody around, not an employee, even a friend. They don't look at the whole thing the way I look at I'm not saying I'm a dictator. I'm like, think the way I think, or you're fine. But I'm just saying, <laughs> they don't want to. It works, though. It works in our industry. <laughs> what, the dictatorship? Yes. It's my way. It's the high. There's the road right there. You can walk home. I don't care. No, sometimes you like all the time. Even I would, I would even tell people, even with you, I have, I have customers. I told them you can leave my place. I'm not, I'm not gonna sell. Yeah, I know customers drive all that. I mean, I even do it custom, and I, I know some people get paid. I'm like, if if you are reasonable, if we not, if we all not aiming at the same goal, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah, right. You all have to have the same goal because, like, football team, like soccer team, everybody do their own. Shit. You're not going to achieve nothing. Yeah. Everybody got to strive for the same goal. Like, I mean, that's what I love about soccer. The guys go all the way back there, and the guy up there scoring, and the stop, and the girl is like screaming, like he's dying. Like, you don't do, you don't do anything. You know, you're already right back there, but he's happy because that's it's a, it's yeah. a team to achieve the same goal, to win the game, to do the same. So, so that's how I look at it. I think we're too far from college stuff here. But it's still it's all still relevant, though, you know, because I think that it's all mentality and, and way of like approaching your business as an owner. And I think that the more that these conversations are had and I mean, it's not to say that like nobody thinks this way, you know, because I'm sure that there are. But it's also just like how open are they about that? How honest are they about that? How willing are they to to share that with other people? And I think that it's just from my own experience, a lot of interactions with pallet business owners is like, there are those who are open and, and honest and transparent and like want to talk about it. But I almost just feel like because pallets have some sort of negative stigma against them, a lot of people who own these businesses, like don't talk about it. You know, they don't talk about their experience. They don't talk about their their adventure through starting the business and things like that. And so that's kind of why like I wanted to do this was to give people that platform to have those conversations and to be wanting to share because it's, it's cool, you know, like how you got started. It's very interesting to hear how your mentality of starting a business evolved from, I mean, it, it, you're saying it could go all the way back to a job that you had working in like a cabinet cabinet manufacturer, you know, and like that, got you to the point where you're at now. Um, you know, everybody has their own different story and experience through it. So I think that just the, the more that people are willing to talk and share, I, I think that we can all learn from each other. You know, like, like you've said, you want to be the 
the dumbest person in the room so you can learn from somebody else. You know, there's always something else that you can be taught. And especially if it's just perspective, you know, I think that there's a lot of times where I've just sat there and been like, never thought about it like that, you know, yeah. it's like, it changes everything for you sometimes, but right. no, it's, it's, it's all I relevant. Think, I think, I think the reason, the reason you, you, I think you mentioned people like they don't share or they believe they're not open to it. I think not for everybody. It's my, again, all, everything I say is my experience. That's how I see it. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what we when it comes. Then that's all I was hoping for. <laughs> Everything is twenty twenty three. Many parts of Palace Company is like nineteen fifties still. Mm-hmm. So that's how I mean. I mean, as a as 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 a, in this, and I'm not talking about big guys. Big guys are different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, big guys. No offense to anybody. They get a couple of good-looking women. Start sitting there, sell people. Like it's simple. It's, I mean, I say it as it is. Like somebody don't like it, they can just just change, just, just leave. But yeah. between three of us and a good-looking woman, she always have a chance to get her account. Mm. And it's a fact. Like she can literally walk in a warehouse, all those fancy warehouses. But you gotta put your code, and then they answer you from camera. They don't even <laughs> look at your face. The yeah. old lady gonna come out, get your business card, go inside. You never get a call. <laughs> Same lady can go from the employee's door, talk to the security guard, get the. That, that's where it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, those are big companies, and they got their own connections. So they got they got so much money they can put they can put the cell person in the flight, send it half across the com- country to some convention, and then she talks or he talks to a couple people, play around the rolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, half couple glass of wine, and then do that count. We can't, right? But at the same yeah. time, we can't live in 1950s. Mm-hmm. Like some of the power businesses, majority of power businesses operate like it is 1950s. I mean, I get it. They, can, they all get a quick book and then get a little software and make everything nice and find a little guy halfway across the world paying 200 bucks and build us a, I don't know, a lot, nice website. And we mm-hmm. think, oh, now we are like, yeah, only 21, 21st century. You know, we really shouldn't. <laughs> nah, let's be honest. Like, some of us, like, including myself, like, because we get comfortable, you know, and all the changes hard. And then, especially changing the stuff in pallet business, it's not that easy because, again, everybody mm-hmm. thinks pallet, you nail it. But we, if you, if you want to succeed in like next 20 years, you got to kind of evolve. You know, you yeah. just got to change it a little bit. You just got to, make it a little bit faster. You gotta go with the pace of everybody else, you know? Yeah. Because ten years ago nobody was selling pallets to Amazon. You know? Twenty years ago well nobody was so now going back to the fact why the A market pallet is so hot. It's not hot, but still does better, way better than B grade, for example. Again, this is my understanding. Many of the big companies only use A grades. Yeah, and many of our suppliers in our circle sell pallets to a company who sells products to big companies, who ships the stuff to Amazon, who ships the stuff to like uh, Walmart. Like Walmart wants GMA, like six inch lead and top and bottom. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Maybe I'm wrong. For mm-hmm. Costco, they need their pallets be like heat treated nine block with the double six inch up fronts. Not even one, dabble. 
Yeah, like, Costco, really, Costco is very, very particular about their pallets. Yes, exactly. And then Costco won't go around, I don't know, can be all little sand cases. So there is a guy bringing a phone cases in China, from China, in a container. So you've got to put it in a pallet. It comes to you to buy the pallet. So you need to know, you need to keep up with everybody else to sell that guy that pallet. Mm-hmm. This guy brings this little little fan cases, he's not a multi-million dollar company who goes with those big national manufacturing pallets and buy pallets from them. He might need half a load a month. So you some I know going that's that's where the game starts. That's when it gets rough. Mm-hmm. You know? That's when you're gonna sit there and sweat and be like, holy sh oh, I'm gonna save twenty five cents on a pallet. You know? That's where you gotta figure out how everybody else does it. Or just sit there and invent a new way. Find a way. I don't know how. Just find a way. So that's why like A-plate pallets are still hot because those companies who sell to those bigger companies they still buy. Mm-hmm. Big companies are still doing fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, then the whole the whole world was going to shit during COVID. Like, some of the big companies make the biggest profit. Like, freaking Lamborghini. Like, Trent Depot had the biggest year ever. Like, how is that possible? Because people sit at home, look at the wall, it's ugly, I'm going to paint it. So I go to Home Depot. Yeah. Where the hell does Home Depot get his paint? He buys from some other dude down the road who makes the paints. And then who he buys pallets. Buys pallets from me, you, this guy, or the other guy. Yeah. That's why you're going to know how the whole game works to be able to start that. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's where the, the research aspect of it comes into play, right? And just kind of doing some testing in your local market. Right. But I think it it's definitely, it's interesting to see how like, like for example, like EJ, right, Corey? Like he kind of just fell into this. Yeah, I don't know if you've, if you've talked. Oh yeah, I don't know if you've ever met um, or talked to EJ from Dallas. So, but his, his situation is is interesting where it's like he almost kind of, I mean, like he was out there looking for it, but it's almost like he stumbled across this um, situation that's like, I mean, it's great for him. You know, he's now moving a bunch of pallets at a time. Um, so it, it's it's a matter of research and and like you're saying, like trying to figure out how to make it work for yourself. You know, I have got to do with a lot too. You know, like sometimes you got to get a lot. And now they say yeah. the harder you work, the luckier you get. But sometimes, shit, you get lucky. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what you say. But you got to look at it this way. Look, look at look at like special forces, Delta forces, all these fancy dudes. You'd like freaking, you don't even know who they are, but they come in the dark and freaking put you in a bag and take you. God knows where, right? <laughs> and nobody can tell you them. These guys go halfway across the world sitting on a hotel room and this girl walked out in the gym, come upstairs. Mm-hmm. Just wait for that goddamn one mission to get the call. You know? Now we don't now like I know this thing like sound politics and then my lim- my information is per- very limited. So I just again this is based <laughs> on what I know. So okay. we don't we don't have we don't have all the troops all over the world. So what you do they send one. They send ten guys get the job done. Come back. So this guy gets freaking trained for months and days and nights. Mm-hmm. 
do one mission. I'm not saying his whole life is gonna do one mission. To do one big mission, I don't know, go get this one guy, big ISIS guy, and go get him and write five books and get a million. But he worked his whole life to get there. Mm-hmm. You know? Like like I don't know, you you be like going back to soccer. I mean best soccer players, like how many World Cup they get? Maybe two, three, four, may, not even four. And out of that two or three, they're not going to even make it to finals or semifinals. But the guy mm-hmm. wakes up early fucking years every day beating his craft. Mm-hmm. For that one day. To get the shit done. So it's the same thing. Yeah, You got to have it ready. You got to have it ready before the opportunity happens. You can't just have the opportunity and go fix this shit. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. You gotta learn every day. You gotta figure it out every day. You gotta talk to people every day. Be ready when it comes. I mean, a damn lion sits there for a minute, right? And even the thing, oh, zebras are like, you got this little line, so they get cold, you know, make the lion confused. No. Have you ever seen a lion just chasing a zebra and be like, oh, shit, that zebra running too fast, so I'm gonna chase this other guy? No. The lion sits there and sits there and sits there and find one thing and aim it and kill. And so it's the same same thing. Like you gotta go ahead. No, no, I was gonna kinda ask to for you to like reiterate, you know, like your your point is is to uh You gotta beat your craft every day. mm -hmm. You gotta make all the money. You gotta be ready for opportunity for it to happen. You can't wait, be like, it's like everybody else, be like, when the summertime comes, I'm going to get in shape. So when I go to yeah. the beach, I have a six pack. No. I see. You will start in the fall. You will go until the end of the fall. And you hit the gene two times a day, all winter. And then winter ends, and then you start shrinking and just don't eat and just eat protein. So you, be, you have a tight, nice, beautiful body for beach or whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The same yes. thing with the palate, yes. same thing with the business, because the palate is more than palate. It's more yeah. it's mainly you gotta know how to do business to be able to do palate. Because many people mm-hmm. you've seen a palate business, these guys been doing some weird shit before. It's not like he was born in a palate company. And most palate companies, like mid-sized palate companies, when they I mean that's true with most businesses, but even worse than palate companies, when you go to their kids. When the kids take over, it turns to shit. Unless mm-hmm. it's too huge and then they can't really, if something so big and so good, is, you're going to have all the time to just destroy it. But most of the meat size, you go to the, you go to the kids because kids don't know what the hell they don't want to destroy it. But the guy who established it, he was a business savvy. He knew business more than he knew palate. So he learned about palate and he combined him and he become better, I don't know, palate business owner. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think that it's important for people to to prepare themselves and to kind of do their research and to recognize that it's not just a a quick cash situation. It's not just a, you know, focus on the money aspect of things. It's like you're trying to learn and grow in all aspects, not just grow what you're making from your business, but what you're actually contributing to your business and how you're you're growing it, you know, like versus just Oh, okay. I'm going to go pick up pallets and I'm going to sell pallets. I'm going to make money. Like Corey, I think you're, what you always say is a perfect example of this is like Corey always likes to ask people like, why, 
do you want to get into pallets and what's your direction, right? I don't want to say it for you. So I, yeah, well, I mean, it, you go ahead. Always got to ask them, you know, where where do you want to go in this? Mm-hmm. You know, some people, yeah, you can, can you make a living just going out, picking up pallets and selling them to a pallet yard? Depends on where you live in the country. Where I live, you can do really well, you know. But, you know, are you going to be that weekend warrior or are you going to go be, you know, that guy like me where my boss came up to me? I was working for Ford Motor Company and my boss came up to me and said, hey, your job is more important than your family. And, uh, yeah, he got the big finger on that one. And uh, next thing you know, I'm doing pallets full time and I ain't looked back. So, yeah. But you always like to t- ask people like when they come to you and they're like, oh, I want to get into this. Like, what do I do or where am I supposed to go or, you know, what do I need to know? And so it's right, like, well, you have to, because if you don't, then you don't know what direction to send them in. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you want to be that weekend warrior, then go be that weekend warrior. If you want to build a business and leave a legacy to your kids and stuff like that, then, you know, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, my kids tell me all the time, oh, I'm going to sell the, I'm going to sell the company when it, when I take it over. Well, I'll dissolve it before you get to that point, buddy. Yeah, no, you can, you can, well, you can make a trust. Do what you do. You build a trust. You put everything at trust and you can mm-hmm. put condition, the trust that you can put conditions on. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know if I was you, I would like, I'll put a trust the day you want to sell it. But 20% dollar, 80% goes to charity. Now we'll see. Damn. So the harder you work, see what I'm saying? The harder you work, that means the company was ten thousand dollars day I die. You want to sell the same day, you make twenty thousand dollars, or you want to work another twenty years, make all the profit. I still make hundred thousand dollar company to a hundred million dollar company. That's still you get twenty million dollars, and still you get, but you can still keep it for I don't know the next five generations. Keep it. I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, at least they will teach. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, your 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 kid probably not gonna buy a nice gravestone, stonehead or whatever. You know, they're not gonna show up the graveyard. But hey, I would do that. You know, <laughs> I would like, hey, you want to sell? Here you go. You got twenty percent. Sign up to shit. I don't care. You know, it's like it's like you shooting. You probably tell them if you do this, you shoot yourself in the feet. So yeah, yeah. my kids don't think I work. So you know, <laughs> they think I just drive around in a truck all day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is it is that, but in combination with work. No, they're your employees, so that's what your employees most of the time think. Yeah, right? Point. Your employees most of the time think you don't work, you know, you got a good life, and then you make good living, and you make a lot of money. And then I, I, had people, I had people literally, like, count what you sell, and then they think, oh, shit, you make a lot of money. But, you know, they don't know how the finances work, so they just know if things sold for $10. And he's like, over six thousand dollars truckload, but they don't know how much shit goes in it. And then, yeah, and then, how many years you gotta put in to learn it? It's a funny mm-hmm. story. It's a funny story. This guy had this big ship. It's, 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 it's just a story. It's not true. I, I don't believe it's real. But there was a guy who had this big ship, and they used to ship like let's say oil from one coast to another. One day their engine stopped working. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. They find everybody. Nobody can fix it. They bring one guy. The guy shows up with a hammer. 
and goes down to the engine and he grabs the engine in the part a couple of times and still the engine starts starting. And he has for some crazy number, like twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He said, Man, this took like two minutes. It's like, you know, been doing this for forty years. So two hundred dollars for a job I did. The rest of it is the forty years they'll learn how to do it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So you just you just put hours and years and then times that you go to bed, you've got too much stress, you can't go to bed. So you just drink a couple of glasses, scotch your beer to go to sleep. There's a bit too much stress. You don't know what they all do tomorrow. You know, because you don't know. I mean that's 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 a that's a part that's a part of a part of life too. And I think it comes with business too. You just you don't really know what to do. You just figure out as you go. It gives a lot of stress and a lot of risk. So you take all this and nobody sees that part. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, early wakes up, waking up early, selling the stuff. You don't know if the guy going to even pay you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, and I think too, like what you were saying with the, the like experience aspect of things is like, like you're saying, a lot of people don't realize what it takes to kind of build something and to get something to a point in which it's at or where it's where it's profitable or where it's making money and where you're capable of paying employees to come and work for you you know like it's it's funny too because like we were talking earlier about like doing your research and figuring things out and it's like some stuff is just not going to be out there you know like you were saying you can't google that certain things it's just there's just nothing Uh, there's no information on it. So you, you have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. And that contributes to the knowledge uh, of years of experience. So I just think it's interesting how, um, how it all kind of plays in together like that, where like you, it's, you want to tell people to, to prepare themselves, but also it's like, prepare yourself to know, to prepare yourself that you're like not going to know what you're doing, <laughs> you know, it's so, like, and just be capable of dealing with that. See, when I was, I went to UGA for my master's, right? And I didn't even need it. So I had a job. I was like, I want to do it for myself. First day of the course, first day, the guy shows up with bag of pasta, rope, and duct tape. And we're like we're like fifty people in the class. And this is a special program UGA got. They call them PMBAs, like professional. Uh, uh, it was like professional business management, right? So you gotta have certain year of professional job. You gotta work for some company. You own. You gotta do something. It's not like you just finish your four years bachelor. Now you gotta go here. No, it's, it's like it's like a package. You gotta submit and get approved, right? Mm. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, what is this? 50 people, like, be exactly like 51 or 52 people in class, and everybody, everybody worked for big corporation, anywhere from like Home Depot, Georgia Pacific, all these people sitting there. Somebody's seller rep, somebody's a manager, whatever. And this guy shows up with this, and he's a professor trying to teach a course, first day of the whole program. And he separates people in groups of five, and he gives each group like 10 pieces of pasta, long ass pasta, through the rope. And keep more like, I don't know, small piece of duct tape. And he say, go, each group has 30 minutes to build the longest structure. And he said, I don't care how it looks like. It's got to be stable, sits on the ground, and it got to be hot. 
So the highest one will get five points on a final. And for the first five minutes, everybody's like, what the hell is going on? So, and then we've got to look at this group. Everybody comes from different backgrounds. So we got engineers, we got bankers, we got sales people. So you got all kind of people. Mm-hmm. You all build a structure and then, well, we were like, oh, we're just going to put the rope on a piece of tape and just hang it from ceiling. He's like, no, it's got to be a structure, structure, right? Okay. And he did it. And then he measured, he brought a measurement tape, some team win, and then they got their five point and they sat down. And I'm still like, what the hell is this, right? 30 minutes, like 35 minutes in class. I'm like, what are we doing? And this is before we even do the instructions, like nothing, nothing. We don't know, like barely everybody knows each other's name. So he put, he put up a slide. He says, who you think gets the second highest number between all the people? This is a study done with some, it's, it's a very known study. So get the highest number of the structures, like the buildings that they built, whatever they built. It doesn't matter which shape. And everybody say something. Somebody say doctor. Somebody say business people. And it was obviously engineers. Mm-hmm. Second one. It was the first one. We said, who do you think that got the highest number by far? Like they are 50% higher than everybody else. And like now you got to include doctors. You got to include all the smart people that you know. You know who was it? It was kindergartners, first graders, second graders. <laughs> Really? Everybody was like, and, and, and it sounded it sound like, you know? Mm. So the thing is, and I tell you, people who, who are in business, they do horrible. You know, stuff like that, people do horrible. And managers do even worse. Like managers of big companies, like this is a test they give to like TNT high managers. Like you know how they had a little conference? I didn't know about that thing. So, the kids, the first graders and second graders and kindergartners, they don't sit there, have a long ass meeting and a PowerPoint and then computer and then pin it out. No, I don't like it. Let's do it. They don't fucking debate. They, they just do it. it. Yep. Yeah. They just sit there, do it. It breaks down. They do it again. They do it again. They do it again. They got 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Everybody else has spent like 20 minutes to plan what the hell they want to do and they all run out of time. I see. Same yeah. thing with the same thing with almost every other business. What you do sometimes you just I'm not saying just oh there shoot to figure out what happened. No. But you plan the best way you can based on the knowledge you have at the moment. Mm-hmm. Going back, everybody losing a customer be like, man, I wish I did this so I wouldn't lose my customer. No, you didn't know. That's the best you know, and you did the best you can. The only thing, the only time you're gonna be mad at yourself. Is the time that you do something, but you know it's wrong, but you're still doing it. Yeah. But when you do something and you try your best based on the best knowledge you have, you're right. Mm-hmm. In my eye, you're the best person because you try. Yeah. So same thing with pal. Same thing with every. Same thing with everything you do. Same thing getting married. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that's a funny connection to make, <laughs> like yeah, pallets and marriage. <laughs> anything, anything, raising a kid. Raising, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, if you don't know, yeah. like you want to cook some food, you don't know what you do. You go on a Google and you find it, but you don't really know. Yeah, maybe not be up to your taste. I don't know if if you like if you are real Italian, but you all like you now you want to go you want to make a pasta and then you go on Google and God knows there's like shit on a 
horrible pasta. <laughs> you make one, it's gonna taste like horrible. Be like, this is not like my like my this is not what my grandma used to cook. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But you go you in there and you try, and then you learn. You be like, okay, this is not what my grandma did, and this is not work, and then you kind of move from there. Yeah, that's not your last. No, I. I think it's great. I mean, I, I like to, I like to cook personally and like for a period for honestly, I think it was during the pandemic. Yeah, it was during the pandemic. I like tried baking a lot, you know? And so I was always trying to like make bread and it just was like over and over again. I would try, is it the, is it the water temperature? Is it the amount of time I let it sit there? You know, like, so it's always just trying to, I use the same recipe every single time, but I would just try and tweak certain aspects of what i was doing but again it's you know you're never gonna know if you don't try and i think that's something that uh, like like you're saying like you could sit there and plan for years honestly but if you don't take action then it's never gonna happen and you're never gonna learn how to do it the right way you don't know like i mean why the hell the government felt so much there's like 200 people sitting in the Congress. They just talk all day, 20%. Yeah. Like, go out there. And half of them, they never own a lemonade stand and tell you how to run the board. You know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Like, you never saw their own lemonade. I mean, you were fancy, living in a fancy family. You went to the Ivy League college, and now you tell everybody, well, go to you because everything can look nice in a paper. Mm-hmm. Something can look horrible in a paper. The real life is different. Yeah. Same thing like pal, like middle of pandemic, everybody starts selling pallets. Mm-hmm. Like two years ago, like everybody was in power business. Yeah. Because the prices were up there. Yeah, the prices were up there, right? Yeah. But now is the time to survive. So now is the when the winners are made. Mm-hmm. Two years ago wasn't when the mini winners are made. I don't care what people say. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many people made enough money to even survive through this. Mm-hmm. But even after this is the when. Make, now, now is not the time to just be like, Hey, the time we'll figure out who's going to stay in the game or not. No, after this is because now it's still everybody suffering, everybody's grinding, somebody's going to go out, somebody's going to come in. But after this, when everything is stable, when everything is normal, you will see who can stay and who can leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's those who continue to, I mean, do the right thing, I think, and do things honorably, you know, or they've just been around long enough to have figured out how to do it. You know, I think that newer people starting out are probably going to have an extremely difficult time. But again, it's like it depends on how you're running your business and how you're doing things. It depends. And on then you go. Yeah. On, on what? I said it depends on who they meet. Just don't show up to my yard at 930 at night. <laughs> yeah, they do that also. They do. They used to do that. When it was when it was when the pallet was priced so high, man, it was the same thing down here. Flying was like a wild west, man. It was 930 shit, midnight. Two o'clock. Mm-hmm. People yeah. pull up in the rental truck. Two o'clock. Try to steal anything, like anything. And this is what I told Code. That's how we start the employee conversation, right? When you yeah. and you steal something from me, you steal from all my employees. And there's like yeah. 110 degrees out here. Everybody's sweating, trying to work, and then stealing from me and me and this guy. Well, you heard. You heard all these people. You heard the little kids who go to school hoping daddy brings them some money so they can, they can go to the fair on a weekend. Yeah, you do. You steal from me, and then next week, and then next week, and next week, I can't pay their check. I'm like, hey, no check this week. Maybe next month, and then now you screw a couple of five, ten year old kids. I don't like that. Yeah, no, it's. I think that that's a really good point, and hopefully, people 
recognize that and hear that. And I mean, you know, there's always going to be the rotten apples in the group, but I think that as long as people try and just continue to repeat themselves, like maybe people will recognize that. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm literally sitting here being like, maybe people will stop committing crimes. Like that's, that's not <laughs> really that. at least, at least you hope for it. That's what you hope for. Yeah. Well, well, of course yeah. You, do. you know, it won't happen. It's the, the world could be a really cruel and bitter place sometimes. If you can find ways to connect with people, like if you're in the same industry, like I, I usually avoid cursing, but I'm going to say it now. Like just, just fucking talk to each other, you know, just like be willing to have a conversation and, and like on the level of like, cause there's, there's people up here, right. You know, but the guys who are like everywhere in between, those are the ones that I feel like really need to like have a conversation with each other. And they are the one, they are the one they screw each other more than anybody else. And that's, you know, indirectly. Again, again, we had, we had this conversation, like Mm -hmm. when the shit got hot and all these big companies moved in, I don't know how it was in different areas. All these big companies moved in. And now you see even, even your page, you see people crying every day, be like, Oh, this X, X, Y, Z company moved in. Mm Oh, a little pad. Oh, it's your fault. It ain't their fault. They are in the business to get bigger. You gotta be in the business to survive and get bigger. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. They are not in the business to survive. Like yeah. Amazon is not in the business to survive. They just want to get bigger. But you little guy down the road in the corner, you gotta survive and get bigger. Yeah. And in order to survive and bigger, you gotta move in the packs. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's the only way to do it. And it's hard to do it, but that's the only way to do it. So when you're right, I mean, again, I told you, I knew, I knew exactly how to name them. People who abandoned the people they worked with, people who abandoned companies they sold stuff to, palace to, we abandoned them when the prices went high, they'll literally get their cores, like effort companies. Not average, they had cores that they could fix and sell for like, let's say, nine, nine bucks and make maybe a total of 25. Two dollar fifty cents, three dollar a pound, mm-hmm. two dollar a pallet, right? Well, instead of that, they just be like, "No, man, I want to make two dollar, but I want to make a quick box." Mm-hmm. But they went to the big companies, so they went to the big companies. They abandoned the customers, and the customers were like, "Man, screw this!" So the customers yeah. end up buying from other other by somebody else, and they lost the customer. Or when the prices went high, they went around like screwing their customers, buying something for seven. I know everybody likes money. I, I know, again, everybody's in a business to make money. Mm-hmm. But that won't, I know it sounds crazy. That this sounds like, again, like I'm saying, go like a tree and then find a bird and do be nice and grind sunshine and rainbows. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, when you buy something for $7, don't turn, this is, again, my thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't turn around and sell it for $14, $15 at your customer. God, God forbid that they didn't find out. You lose that customer and you lose their trust and you screw everybody else around. Yeah. Because it happened several times. Not yeah. to me, the people who were between buying the stuff from me, selling somebody else so hot. And now they lost the customer. I lost the customer because I was selling to this guy and it's just don't do it. Yeah. Just be a reasonable true customer. Find different ways. Look at it this way. Try instead of selling one load a day, 
and make $3 pallet. Try to make, sell five loads a day and make a dollar a pallet. You still make more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You better find that sweet spot that you don't just go around and screw people. Yeah. If you want, yeah. if you want to be around for a minute, if you just want, if if you want to be around today, tomorrow, and day after, if you just want to be here for three bucks, just do it. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like we're trying to tell you not to go for it, but yeah. Well, that's no. It depends. Yeah. On, it depends on what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, you really, yeah. that's what you go. Going back to what Cody said, like, what you want to do out of this, what you want to get out of this, right? I mean, you want to make that quick money? Hey, go for it. I mean, it might work. It might work. It might make some people a million. I don't know. I just don't want to do it. I haven't heard too many stories of it. (laughs) What's that? People just, you know, selling things for as much as they can and and making as much money as quickly as possible. Oh, there's always a shortfall to it. You know, it all all comes to an end at some point. I mean, if you want to do that, go sell crack. You make that kind of money. (laughs) We're not suggesting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you get my point so you you eat it a lot of care you eat yeah. it the fact like even you shut down your business like let's say you shut down your business you call Corey and you call your customer and be like hey you guys work together you give me 50% of pound now everybody likes you they like they know they they, they count on your war and then they be cool with it mm. and it works and trust me still works I know I've had, so, I've had customers call me and be like, well, so-and-so is going to sell it to me for a dollar cheaper. I'm like, cool, let's go. I'll come up with some, I'll, I'll show up and buy his pallets too, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you almost have to be cutthroat in this business, but you almost have to be be a beast at it. You know, like you said earlier, that being that lion and just, you know, just going after it. You know, somebody comes at you and says, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is going to sell them to me for $2 less. Cool. I'll show up in my truck and trailer and we'll unload them and I'll buy them all day long. Yeah. You know? Well, you, know what? you buy it from him, I'll pay you 50 cents extra. And sell them to you for two, I'll buy two fifty from you. You make right. All you can buy. How you make it? Most people back up when they, that's how you gotta call people on their. It's not for yourself. Maybe sometimes they're right. Now you gotta be ready. That's why you gotta know your craft. You gotta know all the corners. You gotta, that's, that's, that's when you, that's when you gotta learn everything and you kind of know who's, you know, who's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, but some, and, and sometimes you just lose a customer, to, customer too. I just lost a customer a couple of weeks ago. I didn't lose a sleep over it. They're like, you want that much? I can't do it that much. I had for so long, I give you for this much. When you want to go somebody else, you can go somebody else. Right. I'll be I'm here. Not gonna yeah, I'll, exactly. I'm not going to ban backward and then just make shit happen for you. I know they keep saying like customers, right? Customers, right? Eh, to some point. At one point, you just got to sit there, be like, draw the line, set the boundaries, be like, this is how it's going to work. You want it, you want it, you don't want it. All right. Yeah. Well, and I feel like nobody's going to know the market better than the person supplying the product, you know, like, like we as the pallet people should know the prices of the pallets to to be able to have those negotiations. And it really comes back to your network, too. You know, like if you're good friends with your local yards and you guys openly share that information with each other, it's like 
you can be like, I know what they sell their pallets for, you know, like, yeah. I know. So I know you're lying to me, you know? Like, right. Right. So there's things like that where kind of going back to the being able to trust people and work with people thing, you know, like just, it's good to have friends in the same industry. So you guys can share that information and talk about things with each other, which I know that pricing is not something that people want to share. And of course there's the, um, what's the, I don't remember the word for it, but businesses working together to control market price, like that's a totally illegal thing. So I'm not suggesting you do that, but again, just like, not what, like, like, like insider trading, it's something. something I, like there's a word for it. I can't remember the name. I, well, I, well, you can, well, you can, I mean, many companies do it, and then, and then they, they there's a way around it to just not not be illegal, legal, right. literally legal. But I mean, many companies do it. But I think again, it could be a healthy. There is a healthy competition, and there's unhealthy competition. Right. 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 And. I don't see many, I'm not being honest. I don't see many healthy competition in Paladin one. Mm. And which is, I mean, I mean, whatever it is, what it's, what it sounds like to me just doesn't exist. You know? Well, and that's why we're here. <laughs> but but it's, it's, just, it's just, I, I think it's going to force people to be more honest yeah. and be more reasonable. The market going to do it. Yeah. And as far as prices, I feel sometimes they keep saying the supply and demand, supply and demand, I get it. But sometimes suppliers need to control the price too. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Just don't go shoot yourself in the feet or shoot somebody else in the feet. Yeah. Because you want to make little money. I agree. Or do what I did today and I was picking up pallets from a customer of ours and a guy rolled up and Hey, you want more pallets? Absolutely. I'll take whatever pallet you got. Yeah, man, we've got them. We've got like 75. They ended up having like 123 pallets. Nice. And of course, I never even saw the pallets, never looked at them, nothing. All he did was say they look like those. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So they're standard pallets. I'll give you three bucks a piece for them. Yeah, these things were farm fresh, like fresh off the farm. As in they were like dirty and covered in oh, yes. stuff. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. But, you know, you take the good with the bad. And then he's like, next time you come here, we're going to have this whole yard full of pallets. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love that. Like in, in pallet business, you get that a lot. Everybody, like, I rarely talk to anybody who be like, hey, I need to have a load. I talk to people who are honest and I know them. Well, average person, when, when the first time you talk to them, everybody needs five, ten loads, six loads, mm-hmm. three loads. Or they got a lot of whatever you want to buy. So what do you what do you do when, when you have customers call you for, hey, I just need 100 pallets? It depends on the pallet. Oh, if you want one pallet, I sell you one pallet. If you want right. one piece of board, I sell you one piece of board. All your shit. But, like, if you bought 100 pallets and there's some odd size, and then I will still buy it. But like, there's a couple of things I don't do. Like, you know how they say, like, um, the two-way stringers, right? When they're like, mm-hmm. I want it to be 85 inches, fine. But if you want like a couple hundred, I'm not gonna do it. It just doesn't make sense. Because you, right. and that, and that's depend, that's depend on how you set your operation. Because hell, when we, when I started, I used to sell these loads. They were like, 
232 by 32s and 136 by 30. It was horrible. But hey, I made money. It's really dependent on how you, in my opinion, how you run your operation. Right. You know, it's how, how busy you are. Or if you're not too busy, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. How, how much time, like, this, the way you set your operation, it's how much time is going to consume to see if the whole process build this little town. Or how much time you have. If the guy waits and then between two orders, you got half a day and you just want to build half a weird size pallet with weird option and then he gives you good money. Yeah, you don't care. Like, I've got a guy who buys like a couple hundred of like the Costco pallets. I didn't tell him no, but I told him, like, how much you want to pay? It's for a unit price. And most people back up, be scared. They remember those old school, like, uh, what you call like the car sale people, you know, what's your budget? Yeah. What's your monthly pay? Mm-hmm. I, I ask many people because if you are too far apart, I'm not going to entertain. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you know, but if you're, because when you ask them, if any, if he's a real business person, mm-hmm. will have a real business answer for you. You're like, Hey man, is how much of the money I gave you exact price approximately pay this much. I don't want to pay less than that. At least 25%. Right, but if I mean, I, I like I had people who want special pallet with these and that, and then all bills and whistle, and same pallet. Let's say I sell them for thirteen, fourteen dollar, and somebody comes to me want the same pallet. Well, that that person who was the buyer went to somebody else, and that somebody else somehow end up to me, which was crazy. I was like, can I go to picture of this pallet you want? The picture of pallet was the same pallet that I built in my place. I had a picture <laughs> of my f- place. I had told them nothing. You know, I was in roof. I was like, okay, how much you want to pay? And they give me a price. I'm like, what you're telling me is almost as low. Like, if you want to give me a dollar more than an A pallet, mm-hmm. or you want a pallet with like specific pallet, like you want a custom yeah. pallet and you want to pay a dollar something more than an A pallet. I'm like, in your world, is that make sense? And I don't care how the market is. Well, some shit got to make, I know market is tight and customers got to save money and then everybody want to make money, but it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If you're selling the PayPal for 10 bucks or 950 or $9, how the hell you want to pay me a dollar or two extra over a PayPal to have yeah. a brand new custom pal? Yeah. Make no sense. Yeah, I had a situation last year I should have just walked away from on that deal, but, you know, it was a new customer, and I was like, yeah, I've got the lumber. We can do it. Next thing you know, he's, you know, oh, well, you know, I told him, I was like, this pallet's going to cost you like $45 a pallet. Wow. And then he turned around, and he was like, well, I need it for 10 and I was like, you know, I need the work and stuff like that. And I should have oh. just walked away. So, well, it is what it is. You, you said it. You say you take a good with back. So, yeah. Well, awesome, guys. I feel like we've we've covered a lot, and you know, we've talked a lot about it. Uh, talked about a lot of different things. Um. So, uh, is there anything? Just any any end notes, Jahan, that you think you'd like to cap off I'll with or share? I talk, I talk too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's not too much. I greatly appreciate it. You know, I think that there's a lot to for people to think about, you know, and a lot for people to kind of have their own perspective on. And if there's people who listened and would like to share, you know, feel free to reach out to us. 
Um, we're always looking for more people to have on, especially business owners who want to share their experience. But thank you for listening. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for having me. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on. Sorry, I have to reschedule like three times. That, oh, no, it's the facts of life. Yeah, it happens. But uh, for everyone for everyone listening in, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, if you're looking for a local pallet company to work with, check out the palletplug.com. Um, if you're in the industry and you're looking to network with people, feel free to join the Pallet Professionals Facebook group. And I'm going to put a link to your website down below, Jahan, as well, Thanks, so people man. can find your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. So we can cap it yeah, off. And All right, you thank, you, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in, Jahan. Thanks for being here and take care. All right, man.